it's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. It is 511, and we're with you until... 6 o'clock tonight with the phone line open, 356-9397. Sports editor Matt Daniels is here. Scott Ritchie alongside in the studio. Bob Osmussen will join us on the telephone coming up in just a couple of minutes. At the bottom of the hour, we'll talk things over with former Illinois football coach Ron Turner. We'll talk a little bit about his 2001 Big Ten championship team that had a little bit of a delay in the season as well with uh, 9-11 there in uh, 2001. They played Louisville a week later than they would have otherwise. So we'll talk and kind of uh, catch up with Ron Turner at uh, the bottom of the hour as well. Phone line is open, as I mentioned, 356-9397. Matt Daniels, how you doing? Doing well. Good to be here. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy in these uh, challenging, uncertain times. But uh, we're... We're carrying on, uh, you know, in the sports section, sports department here, and I, I know uh, I speak for uh, everyone. Uh, just the impressive effort by all of our colleagues, I'd say, in the, in the past week or so, covering this, uh, you know, dangerous coronavirus. And Scott Ritchie, Colin Likas, Bob Osmus, and they've all chipped in with uh, with news coverage throughout, and uh, they're they're doing a great job. And uh, we are, you know, proceeding. Uh, as best we can in these you know turbulent challenging times so we we are here in the uh, news gazette building and the radio uh, studios we are all at least six feet apart we are um and you've got some people working inside you got some people working remotely as well yes uh scott ritchie who's here in studio uh first time i've seen him since last monday's show because uh, i told him along with colin and bob as well to work from home <laughs> for the uh for the time being and uh you know i've been in the office uh, every day, uh, kind of limiting my time in here in the office. But, uh, you know, the office is uh, pretty scarce, uh, as most newsrooms are across the country at this time. But uh, still got to put a paper out, so got to come in and, and do that. But, uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, Scott's churning out copy and stories galore. And same thing with Bob, although I know he's probably written more news in the past week or so than he had in this previous 30 years in Champaign. So sorry about that, Bob. Your wife, Julie, can give you some tips on that. Hopefully he's listening and hasn't put the phone down at all. I'm here. Good, Bob. <laughs> I'm glad. How are you adapting, so, yeah. Bob? I'm really, really bored. <laughs> I need football or basketball or something. No, I'm kidding. I, I think everything Matt said was great. I w- would like a raise, Matt, if, as long as we're doing such a great job. But Talk to I'm Rosso kidding. about that. I think, uh, yeah, they could, I don't think there's a big concern right now. I think the main thing, and, and I think everybody's trying to do this, is is put a, put a bright light on it. I mean, realize that we're all in this kind of the same boat together, and we all kind of have to do our part, so I'm staying away from everybody. So I don't, don't want to get sick myself, but definitely don't want to get any, anybody else sick. So 
I, I'm sorry I'm not seeing you guys in person, but I, I feel like I'm there anyway. I'm there in spirit. How about you, Scott? How you, do you enjoy working uh, from your apartment? I've been, I've been more productive than I thought I'd be. Um, Usually in the past when Scott Ritchie would say he was going to work from home, it meant he might do a little bit of work and then wouldn't get much done, but he's been... Yeah, well, because those moments wow. were more. You no, know, it's true. Scott admits this himself, Bob. Yeah, so no, it's, it's true. Okay. I, I'm, I've always been more productive in the office, but he works harder than every, anybody I've ever, ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, Matt, Matt, he really does. Matt's probably just like him. So you guys are two peas in one pod. I've, I've heard this before. And I'm like, no, Scott works his butt off. So, yeah. but again, you you probably don't recognize it because you work harder as hard as anybody else do. So maybe that's it. Maybe you're a little blinded by your own hard work. So well, I've managed to mostly avoid the distractions of home. Uh, <laughs> I did finish uh, binge watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm all all the way cut up there, oh, but that uh, awesome. uh, yeah, it's. I've been writing a lot of you know different things. Maybe because uh, the things point, we were not anticipating on writing this March. I was telling Scott earlier this afternoon that uh, you know the, this Monday was supposed to be kind of a catch-your-breath Monday for Scott so he could book travel for his next stop on the NCAA tournament with Illinois moving on to the Sweet 16 after this past weekend, but uh, it's not. No, uh, but I think maybe the one thing that uh, I'm glad we've done and it was a good idea by Matt was you know, the, the senior spotlights that have run the last uh, six days. Six so. days. Um, and you know, getting to tell the story of some Illinois seniors uh, whose seasons were cut short and uh, we've gotten some positive feedback on that, you know, you know, from families that are when there's not a lot of maybe positive news, you know, to to be told that uh, that was something that they kind of enjoyed reading. And you've got the uh, basketball profiles continuing here on News Talk 1400 DWS and in the News Gazette, and you can listen throughout the day and evening all this week for those. Thanks to Express Professionals for underwriting the Illini Spotlights. Here on DWS, some news today, Matt Daniels, about uh, the Olympics. Not a surprise. It's not official, I guess, mm-hmm. 100%. But it doesn't look like the 2020 Olympics will be in 2020. Yeah, USA Today, uh, Christine Brennan, their, their fine journalist over there at USA Today, uh, broke the story this afternoon that the the games are going to be postponed. I uh, don't know an official date yet on, on anything with that, but uh, that seemed to be kind of inevitable uh especially in the last you know 24 hours or so where you know the canadian uh, olympic uh group don't know the official title for them sorry canada but they uh said they weren't going to send their athletes to to tokyo this summer and i know australia's followed up in that too and you know usa swimming came out last week and strongly urged the ioc to postpone uh the tokyo game so uh, that's another unfortunate, um, you know, aspect of, of the coronavirus right now. But uh, better be safe than sorry. And hopefully, you know, the games can proceed in 2021. But, you know, it's coming down to a point, too, where these athletes weren't going to be able to train uh, for, you know, weeks, maybe months at all. So and that's one thing that, too, that's always kind of in the back of my mind, too, is this whole thing has played out, too, is when sports does resume, what's it going to be like? Because these athletes are used to training at such a high level, even at high school, college level. I mean, the pros obviously do that as well, but uh, it's going to be curious to see, you know, what the level of play is like. Then again, I think that's going to be overshadowed by the fact that sports is back and somewhat normalcy is back that's as a, well. Any level of play <laughs> exactly will be welcome. But uh, yeah, I don't get, you know, oh, go, ahead, go ahead. I was going to say one thing about the Olympics. I think the smarter thing to do, I hope they do this, 
is go to 2022. And there used to be used to be a summer and winter games in the same year, mm-hmm. and they changed it to make give a little variance. I think we need to go back to every four years, and that will I think that would be a good thing. So I think 2022. Sorry, Tokyo, you're going to have to wait a couple more years. I think they'll be illogical for to me because I don't think we know for sure where we're going to be even next year. So I think we be, have to be smart. Give it more time. We do have the phone lines open. Let's go to the phones and Neil calling from Bloomington. Go ahead, Neil. Um, yeah, I got one comment, and then I want to ask Scott Rich a question. I want to tell all the Illini nation and in the world, I hope their families are well. I hope their all their loved ones are well, and I hope you guys as families are and loved ones are well. For Scott Ritchie, I want to say, ask him if he thinks that when basketball resumes, if the guards is going to go to the NBA. And I'll listen to your question. You guys take care of yourself and. God bless every single one of you. You too, Neil. Thanks, Thanks for the Neil. call. We appreciate that. Scott? Well, I mean, I think that's obviously kind of the the big question for Illinois basketball right now is if Io DeSumo will go to the NBA, as sort of everyone has expected, or if he comes back. I think he's coming back. I do. Well, you're in a very small minority. Eh, eh, but maybe a growing number of people would think that just because of the way the season ended so abruptly. Uh, the I mean, the one thing that's going to dictate it is, you know, what the NBA does, you know, with the draft and because um, the pre-draft process is going to be, you know, completely different. Uh, there probably won't be a combine. There maybe won't be opportunity, you know, to you know go for individual workouts with teams or small group workouts. Maybe even to visit these teams in person. Uh, it could you know all of the pre-draft interviews might be, you know, on Zoom. Uh, Zoom is the new Skype, I guess. I, I don't keep up uh, with. Uh, the lingo and video technology of these conferencing, days. but uh, well, if you don't keep up with it, what about <laughs> <laughs> what about guys like me and Matt and Bob? Bob's going to give us a tutorial <laughs> next week to hear everyone at the news gazette on. I'm sure you do, but anyway, all I mean, because of your wife, though, Bob. I think and kids. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I think I would assume it has a chance to be drafted. Scott, isn't it good Certainly. that Bob's not here and he's still interrupting you? All the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it's nice that some things stay the same. Um, no, but. I th- I think he would be drafted if like say the draft was held tomorrow. Uh, there's a team that will draft him. I'm sort of certain about that. Um yeah, it's a big question mark and you know the date for underclassmen to pull their name back out of the draft is June 3rd and that might change uh, and I, you know a couple of reports yesterday that the NCAA and the NBA were going to kind of collaborate on that and like if it gets pushed back even further to kind of match the draft, I mean, that puts college basketball programs in, in limbo even longer, not knowing what their roster is going to look like or how many scholarships they might have. So you know, some clarity on you know all of that process probably needs to come sooner than later just so everyone can kind of keep moving forward. We will talk more about that coming up. It's 521 here on Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be back with more. Phone line is open, 356-9397. Here on DWS, back with more after this. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Monday night sports talk here on DWS. With you until 6 o'clock here this evening. The phone line is open at 356-9397. Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, yours truly, Steve Kelly. In the studio, Bob Osmussen on the line. Bob, a couple of uh, football players had uh, conference calls today as the University of Illinois is 
the last week or so, made some players available for questions, and Jake Hansen and Doug Kramer were uh, on tap today. Did you listen into some of that, and what did you uh, pick up from that? I did. I think they were both really uh, realistic about where they are, were and also optimistic. So that was kind of a nice thing. It was great to hear them, frankly, because spring football would have started right around now, right? Today, maybe? Mm-hmm. Would have been it it would have been today, yeah. So it's really, it was obviously I miss football. I think we all miss sports and football. But again, it, they're looking forward, which I think is important. I think that's important for all of us. And uh, Doug and Jake both have been through some injury things. So this is giving them a chance to heal. I don't think either of them, Scott was in there too, I don't think either of them would have been very active during the spring in, in football. So really they're not missing a lot other than being with their teammates and getting, getting better all the way around. But I, I think, again, they were they're really uh, good today, both of them good guys, smart guys, and they're, they're going to be ready to go when the season starts back up, when that is. Yeah, I mean, in, in the case of Jake Hansen, you know, he was uh... – one of the top linebackers in, in the country uh, last season and had 72, 72 tackles, four seven fumbles, and then missed the final four games uh, of the season with a back injury. So he's, I'm sure, been been itching to get out there and, and play some football or, or go through some drills and things like that for, for quite some time, especially after he, his first game he missed was the you know the improbable comeback at, at Michigan State. And then Doug Kramer, obviously, is kind of a, an anchor uh, on the offensive line, a guy that's been around the program for quite some time. And uh, I'll be curious to hear Lovey Smith. Yeah, I know he's supposed to talk on on Thursday morning, uh, kind of making his first public comments since uh, you know this uh, this whole coronavirus thing has happened. And uh, curious to see just his overall thoughts because I mean, you look at uh, college football and the the head coaches there take on such a huge responsibility and are such a huge uh, presence. You know, f- not only for their programs but their states as well. And I'm sure he's going to have some. Uh, you know, thoughtful words in, in regards to, you know, what the country's dealing with. And, and he's obviously had some life experiences that he can, uh, you know, maybe teach some lessons to and, you know, impart some wisdom. I agree completely. I think uh, life goes on, obviously. And for football, it'd be hard because you really can't do that by yourself. But the, but the training and the workouts, they can continue that some. Uh, again, I think... The, the, both of the, I can't remember who told, said that, but one of them said that the weight room is closed. So they're, they're basically on their own. I think Jake went back home to Florida. I think Doug is, is here, but going back to Chicago, Chicago land. So they're both going to do what they can. You know, the way these guys train now, I don't think they're going to miss a whole lot. If they are able to get back on the field fairly, fairly soon, I, I don't think their drop off will be very severe. I think these guys are such great shape now. The game is advanced like that. So I think everybody, I think football, I know you guys were talking about how the games are going to be. I think the games will be fine when they get, when they get restarted. There may be a little a slight drop, but it won't be very severe because I think we've seen high levels of performance across the board in all sports. I think high school, college, and pros. How weird will it look, though, if uh, they play college football with no fans, at least in the beginning? And, you know, that, I think, is probably something you're going to have to start to thinking about at some point. It'd be weird. It'd be so odd. Obviously, the fans are not the whole game, but they certainly are a big part of the game. They, they You think about some of the crowds that Illinois had in football and basketball this year, they really made the difference. And I think that basketball, especially, you saw that late in the year, the place was filled. Uh, and it really changed the way the team played, I think. I think football got some of that as well. I think that came on as the season went on. 
remember, you always get a kick when your team go, does well. You already, always get a tick in pr- tickets the next year after you have a good season. So I think football was going to experience a big, big rise in seats, a re- big rise in attendance. I think that's obviously going to be in jeopardy now. So that's unfortunate for a little while. We're approaching the uh, bottom of the hour, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Monday night sports talk will continue when we come back in a couple of minutes. We'll talk things over with former Illinois head football coach Ron Turner, who spent uh, eight years on the Illinois sidelines, including uh, 2001, which was uh, a great year on the field for the Illini and also had a little bit of a setback with the 9-11 situation. We'll talk to him about that and... uh, few other things as well. Stay with us. We're back with more in just a moment. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is 5.33 here in Champaign-Urbana. Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly with you. Bob Osmussen is with us by phone. Also in the studio with me, News Gazette Sports Editor Matt Daniels and beat writer Scott Ritchie. Phone line is open 356-9397. I want to say hello to our friend Ron Turner, former Illinois Football coach on the line with us from North Carolina. Is that right, Coach? Yes, Steve, that's right. How you doing? Good to hear your voice. Well, thank you. Good to hear you. Give us an update on uh, what you're doing these days. Well, I'm uh, living in North Carolina, about 25 miles north of Charlotte on uh, Lake Norman. And uh, it's a big lake up here. And we're enjoying it. We also still have a place in Chicago, so... Kind of in there quite a bit as well. Our daughter's living in it um, currently with her husband. And just doing that and traveling a bunch to see the kids on the West Coast. And Maddie's here in Charlotte, so Callie's in, in Chicago. And, you know, good boys are out West. Cameron's in Arizona and Morgan's at Stanford. So traveling to see them. They're still in the coaching business, huh? <clears throat> yeah, they are. Both of them are. Yeah, Cameron's with the Cardinals. Morgan's at Stanford. And, um, you know, they're both doing well. So. During the fall, I think I went out there, uh, I don't know, three or four times from here to, you know, to go see them, go see their games or go see them. As I mentioned, Bob Osmussen with us on the phone. Bob, go ahead. Yeah, Coach, you went through a, not the same type of thing, obviously, but very uh, strange, odd situation in 2001, which I can't believe has been 19 years. But you had the season halted because of because the 9-11 Go through that. What, what were you? What was your initial initial reaction? How did you? What did you think about that when it happened? Well, I remember it was a it was a Tuesday. We were getting ready, you know, game week, getting ready for Louisville, and um, we were in a in a meeting. And Mary knocked on the door and called me, and she told me what happened. I said, "What?" So got out of the meeting. All the coaches left. We, you know, got in front of the TV and watched to see what was happening. We were just like in shock. You know, are you kidding me? And, you know, talked to, learned everything we could about it, listened to it. And, you know, we just said, hey, you know, I'm not worried about, we were going over practice schedules. I said, I'm not too worried about practice right now. A lot of other things are much more important. Ended up talking to, you know, Ron Gunther about it. And, you know, just got the team together that afternoon. You know, we we're supposed to practice, just got them together. And, and you know, we just talked about it and what's going on. And, you know, told them to get a hold of your families. You know, talk to your families, talk to your loved ones. And, um, you know, just make sure that, you know, everyone's all right. And check to see if any of the players, any of the staff members, anybody had, you know, any any family members involved. And just, you know, just concerned about what it was to this country. You know, that was the most important thing. More important than, you know, football or anything else. But, 
um, it was just devastating, you know, devastating news. And you just um, have to deal with it. You know, this country has been through a lot and always, always bounces back, just like what we're going through now. You know, we're going to get through it. And, um, you know, we got through that one with a lot of support and a lot of prayers and everything else. And, you know, I think it was good to get back out on the field the next week. And I think the country needed to get back to normal and everything else. But there's no way I, those games could have been played that weekend. Just emotionally, you know, I just don't think it could have happened or it wouldn't have been good anyway. Yeah, we haven't – we're not going to have that chance here, obviously. This is a lot different. There's more uh, more severe long-term. How do you – what would you be your advice if you were Levy Smith right now? What would you tell you guys? What would you have told your team in 2001 – it carries over to today. Well, I think, you know, number one, it, it, it you know, puts things in perspective. And, you know, what's what's important, obviously football is important. Everything you do is very, very important. But the big scheme of things, you know, there's other things that have to take precedent, and this is one of them. And I would definitely say make sure you heed the warnings and, you know, take the precautions that, you know, they're talking about taking because you see so many people now and I think what happened, I think when they first came out with it, they talked about seniors, you know, that this is mainly affecting seniors and everything else. There's a lot sure. of, the, you know, young guys, college-age people and everything else, a little bit older, thought, you know, hey, I'm. it's not going to get me. You know, it's for, it's for the old people. Um, you know, how wrong was that? You know, because a lot of the young people may not affect them as much, but they have the virus, you know, and then they pass it on. So it's just, you know, I think people are starting to become aware of that now. But you see everyone in the in Florida or wherever on the beaches and partying and, you know, obviously didn't pay much attention to what it was. And I think they're starting to now because that's exactly what I would tell them. You know, it, this is serious. And this is, you know, very important that we follow what they're saying. You know, stay, stay away from people for the most part. You know, um, social distancing, everything they're talking about. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been out of the house, really. I've been out of the house, but I haven't been out to anywhere public, a store or anything, and, and, you know, over a week, and I'm not planning on it for a while, and that's what I would recommend to everybody. You know, all four of our kids are working from home, and, you know, almost everybody in the country that can is working from home. So just, you know, help every help. Let's help get this thing in check and do what you're supposed to do and do what's asked of us, and, and it will happen, and uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Coach, 9-11 changed the way we go to events forever. It really did. More security, more concerns about things. Do you think this will change some things as well? Do you think this will have long-term lasting effects like 9-11, I mean, 20 years ago? We're still doing the same things. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, I'm sure it will. I'm not sure exactly what all that will be, but um, I'm sure that I'm sure that it will. And, and just in terms of everyone just being aware and washing their hands more often, like everyone, like you're, you know, everyone talks about what you're supposed to do using the hand sanitizers, and you know, just yeah, you know, I think for the airline industry, keeping the airplane sanitized and disinfected, and I think everybody will be much more conscious of all that, as and rightfully so, should be. We're visiting with former Illinois I, I, foot, foot, forever. I get by the way, I get on a plane and I have my little, you know, the hand sanitizer wipes. And I've been doing this for years. I get on a plane and I wipe everything down, the tray in front of me, the hand, the seat, you know, covers, the seat behind me, the, you know, bar, things to rest on, your arms on. And people sometimes just look at me like, are you crazy? 
Um, I'm like, they're just fine. But I, I, I've been doing that for years. I'm not sure why, but Wendy and I both have. So I think you'll see that'll be commonplace now. Another few minutes with uh, Ron Turner, former Illini head football coach. Spent eight years here on the Illinois sidelines. Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette, is with us as well. Matt? Coach, uh, just from afar, uh, you know, watching uh, Josh Whitman, one of your former players, as the athletic director here at Illinois, just what's it been like for you to see him not only handle this crisis that's going on right now, but just his overall work here in Champaign-Urbana these last four years? Yeah, I, well, I think Josh obviously is doing a great job. I mean, you look at the teams and the sports and, and where they're going and what they're doing, and they're doing it the right way. You know, football, obviously getting to a bowl game, having a good year. Basketball had a fantastic year. Baseball has, you know, been doing really well and, and all the other sports. So it's, you know, it's good to see, and I'm, I'm happy for Josh. I'm happy for the university and the community. Um, I know what it means, you know, to have successful programs, what it means to the community. I'm happy for all that, and I think Josh is uh, just a tremendous leader and uh, and does a great job. You know, I talk to him, you know, fairly often. He's busy now. It's kind of hard to get a hold of, but we, we do talk. We do communicate, and I know how hard he's working and how passionate he is about it, and, um, you know, and he's doing everything the right way. So I'm, I'm extremely happy, you know, for him that uh, the success is coming, and, and I know he, um, you know, He's planned on being there a long time and something that he really cares about. So was, it's great to see. Was there a moment maybe even dating back to his recruitment at a high school or early on in his Illinois career that you thought, man, 20 years from now, this guy's going to be the AD here at Illinois? Yeah, I don't know if I thought that, but I said he could be he could be president of the United States or who knows what he <laughs> might be. President, CEO, president, CEO of some major company, whatever he wants to feel he wants to get into because – you know, he, he had obviously very, very intelligent, so he had that going for him. But he also was very driven, very driven to be successful on the football field, in the classroom, and everything that he did. You know, in fact, there were times I would have to, a lot of times, I would have to tell him, Josh, relax. You know, he was he put so much pressure on himself, and he was so wound so tight, I'd have to say, relax. You know, everything's going to be okay. Just keep working on you, and you're, you're okay. But um, that's just how he's wired, and, and it's in a good way. How do you think um, Lovey Smith has done here? You had a relationship, obviously, with him. You coached for him. So kind of uh, interesting situation with him as the head coach. Uh, one of your guys, Josh Whitman, as the AD. So I'm guessing you pay a special uh, attention to uh, the Illini football program. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I've got a couple guys on the staff that, you know, that coached for me when I was at FIU and you know, so and and one of them, Andrew Hay Stoker, we were together in Chicago, you know, for five years, and he came down to FIU with me. So you know, I, I stay in touch with those guys, follow it very closely, and happy for the success. You know, not surprised. Um, you know, Lovey does a great job, and uh, you know the staff does, and they're recruiting well. And I'm not surprised. You know that they got to a bowl game, and I know they were disappointed not to win it. I'm not going to show up with the winning season, but you know, I think uh, everything everything's ahead of them. So it's, it's, like I said earlier, it's exciting to see the progress that you know, all the sports are making. You're still a young guy. Have you, uh, have you thought any more about coaching? Oh, yeah, I've thought about it and, and talked about it and everything. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of enjoying what I'm doing. <laughs> and I, I don't, you know, I, you never say never. And there were a couple guys this past, you know, year that um, were in on some jobs in the NFL. And they contacted me and said, would you be interested? And, 
and if they got it, I would have been interested and probably would have taken one. Um, and then there's some other guys that, you know, contacted me and that, or just whatever, asked if I'd be interested, and I had no interest, you know. So it kind of depends on who it is and where it is and everything else. But as more time goes on, I'm like I said, I'm kind of enjoying what I'm doing. I get my football fix. I'm going out watching the boys and their practices and their games and uh, stay involved with it that way. And I went over and coached the Hula Bowl this year. So, you know, I got a week of going over and coaching football. And so, you know, right again, right now, I'm, you never say never, but I don't, I don't see it in the plans right now. I'm not sending out resumes or <laughs> making phone calls trying to, trying to get something. And, you know, you know, Wendy and I have been married 30, almost 38 years. And, um, you know, for most of it, she was in the fall, she was on her own raising four kids. And, you know, she went to a bunch of weddings by herself. She went to funerals by herself. She went to a lot of different events by herself and by herself. And I'm like, you know, now it's time, it's time for us to spend some time together. And, um, and I said, for me, it's a good thing. I think it is for her probably most of the time, but <laughs> sometimes I'm sure she says, go, go back to work, <laughs> but, um, but we're, we're enjoying it, you know? And, um, you know, so it's been, it's been great. Really enjoying it. After being quarantined with you for a while, she might kick you on out the door. Yeah, she, there's no doubt about that. (laughs) She goes, why don't you, uh, how about you go upstairs and watch TV or or do something up there? Why don't you go do something? But no, overall, overall, it's good. We went for a long walk today and, um, everything's good. Anything else, Bob? Answer your question. No, no plan back in it. Okay. Coach, I was going to ask you, we, we talked about this a lot. You had a couple of really good years here. You think this place can win at a high level for a long time. Is that right? You feel like, like Illinois. Yeah, I do. I do, like, I do believe yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that very strongly, you know. And, you know, we, our fifth year, you know, won the Big Ten Championship, had things going the right direction. And, unfortunately, you know, didn't sustain it the next couple, next couple of years, few years. Um, but it was going back on track, you know. And, and I remember when I left my last year there, I said, this sophomore class reminds me of the young guys with, you know, Kurt and Tony and Luke and all those guys, you know, Brandon and everybody else, um, you know, is going to be something special in two years, you know. And I right. unfortunately didn't have a chance to see it through. And um, I understand. I understand the business, you know. You look at the record and everything else, you, you know, you, you make a change. So I understand all that. But I think it definitely can can get there and can win in, in the long term, especially with leadership that Josh has given them. And the, you know, look at the facilities. Now, I haven't seen the facilities yet. I've seen pictures of them and everything else. I'm, I haven't been back to see it since it was complete and see it, so I'm looking forward to doing that. But um, with the facilities, I mean, it's as good as anywhere in the country. So it's, and educationally, academically, as good as anywhere in the country. So, you know, there's no, there's no reason it can't be. And, um, you know, I think it's heading in the right direction. Well, Ron, we uh, appreciate your time. I'm sending along regards from Lauren Tate. Lauren and I still do a Saturday morning show here on DWS. We might be calling you one of these days for that. Anytime. Let me know. I'd love to. I'd love to. And tell Lauren I said hello. And great talking to you guys. I uh, still got a special place in my heart for champagne. And, and um, you know, still got ties there with Charlie's Custer Cup. So, um, you know, I follow everything in Champaign very closely. I got two kids that graduated from University of Illinois, so it's obviously a very special place for us. Thanks again. Good to talk to you, Ron. Thanks, Coach. Coach, thanks. Thanks, guys. Take care. Mm-hmm.
Ron Turner with us here on DWS, Monday Night Sports Talk. We're with you until 6. We'll take a time out and be back with more after this. Moving up on 552 here on News Talk 1400 DWS. COVID-19 updates as they break on News Talk 1400. Plus, you have free access to newsgazette.com all day and all night for expanded in-depth coverage. The uh, local news website more people turn to than any other area media site combined, newsgazette.com. Steve Kelly, along with Bob Osmuster, who is with us on the phone. Matt Daniels and Scott Ritchie here in the studio with you for another seven or eight minutes. Thanks to Ron Turner for spending some time with him. Good to catch up with him. That uh, 2001 season, we, we talked about, uh, Bob, the uh, the fact that the Louisville game, which Illinois ended up winning that next weekend, had to be put back uh, a week. And then Illinois lost their first Big Ten game to Michigan, then rattled off seven straight to finish 7-1 and one and win the Big Ten championship. So the big picture that year turned out pretty good for Illinois football. No question. They would have been, if there was an 18 playoff then, they would have been in it. And that, that Michigan game obviously was uh, was the one bad spot for that team. But the fact they went 10-1 and one is, is probably a miracle. Not quite a miracle, but close. And it's pretty interesting. Ron Turner and I, he was my first rural head coach as a beat writer. We had some ups and downs, to put it bluntly. Matt and Scott have heard of all, all the stories. But it's funny, 20 years later, or maybe even longer than that, we're still in contact. We still talk to each other. We're still friendly. So it kind of tells you how much he made, how much this place meant to him and how much he means this place. Yeah, Matt asked me during the break what it was like to, to work with him. And because, as you did, so did I, Bob. And I always found it to be very accessible. Um, all coaches get into coach speak at some point in time, but uh, but you can always get to Ron Turner and talk to him. He was very uh, accommodating as far as doing interviews on the air and such, and uh, I enjoyed working with him. And I think everybody, if you're on a beat, you've got to be up and down with a coach at some point uh, during their tenure here. So uh, if you're if you're doing your job right, yes. right. But uh, he, right, he got me. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, he got mad at me a couple times that were. Like things he said to me were like crazy funny and also like kind of well I can't even go far out for it but he would, he would, he said some things to me that I probably wouldn't say I would never would say back but it's okay it's part of like you said it's part of the process part of the relationship a beat writer has with a coach and again I think it's really amazing that now twenty years later we still talk we get along I called me yesterday. He called me right back, said, what do, you, what do you need? Said, we'd love to have you on the show. And he was like, yes, of course I'll do it. I think that's really – and he, he is a good person. We get along really well. And I, get, I think his best part of him, and I'll tell you this, I wish he was on the phone still, is Wendy. His wife, Wendy, is the best part of him by far. His kids were nice too, but his wife is – she is definitely – like in my family – the wife is definitely the better person. No in, mo- in most families, yes. that's the case, <laughs> Bob. I think that's right. I agree. <laughs> Scott Ritchie we'll wouldn't know about that yet. He will someday. But uh, Scott uh, is putting out great coverage and great uh, highlights of uh, basketball season. And gave, gave Illinois basketball another highlight in yes, Sunday's did. paper. <laughs> in, a, in a way too early uh, top ten wow. for next season. You had Illinois in the top ten. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, there's... Uh, Behind Bob's Creighton Blue Jays, by the way. Yeah, so Thank there you go, Bob. I, I love that, Scott. Good job. Yeah. I hadn't, didn't hear that about you know, much of my top ten. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, there's a, an argument to be made for Illinois 
you know, in that. And you know, there's some other you know, writers that have done their too early top 25s. Sure. And because that's kind of a, a yearly end of the season, you know, the very next day, put it out because the next season has started, you know, type deal. Um, Illinois is not getting a lot of you know, recognition there. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that say lose their best player, like Illinois might and Io DeSumo, but return several key players have really good recruits coming in like Illinois does. Um, and both those categories, Coburn coming back, um, probably. Uh, Adam Miller, Andre Carbello coming in. And they get the benefit of the doubt. It's like, okay, it was a top 25 team a year ago. Things are going to change, but it's still a good team. I don't think Illinois gets that yet just because of the NCAA tournament drought. You know, the fact that you know, they were a year removed from 21 losses, but you know, with Kofi Coburn back, and I think as a sophomore, if he improves on what he did this year, I mean, he's a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. Um, I don't think there's that's a stretch to say. And then two really, really good guards coming in, Adam Miller and Andre Curbelo, um, who are both maybe even just a little bit undervalued. For, well, I would for, say even if Hayao DeSumo does decide to go to the NBA, that the return of Kofi Coburn may be more significant for Illinois next season because if – Coburn does elect to test the waters and go through that process. You know, Dan Dockich was shouting his praises when they won at Purdue, saying he was a lottery pick. Mm. Uh, yeah, but he he affects what Illinois does so much because Brad Underwood changed his entire system and style based on the fact that he had a rim protector in, in Kofi Coburn. And I think Georgie Bishanshvili, I think, will regain kind of some of the swagger and confidence that he lost during his sophomore season and get used to playing with Coburn. And even if Io DeSumo doesn't come back, you're still going to have Trent Frazier in the backcourt. Like you mentioned, Adair Cabello and Adam Miller, really highly touted freshman guards coming in. I don't think they're going to need to be, you know, the guy like DeSumo was. Then you add in a player maybe like Alan Griffin who seems ready to kind of take that next leap and that next step. You're looking at a very, very solid Illinois team coming back that finished fourth in the Big Ten, and I don't think it's a stretch to say that they'll be you know highly regarded in the preseason rankings next year, even if Iowa doesn't come back. Yeah, I mean they've got the the pieces there. It's just a matter of, I mean, so much is going to change in the next eight months that um, any too early top ten or top twenty five <laughs> is a fool's errand. But I'm the fool, uh, and I put mine together. So we'll see how things shake out, but. There's a case to be made for Illinois as you know among the top teams in the country. Go ahead, Bob. Scott, you're dead, dead on with Creighton. Uh, <laughs> how, how about how about if Andres Valise comes back? Anybody mention that? They why wouldn't they say every every senior get get to come back finish your senior year? How about if he comes back? I think that that cool. that's a good idea. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I've, especially for winter sport yes. athletes, I don't think that they're going to get maybe the same deal as spring sport. Um, and for Andres, I mean, I guess there's an argument to be made, like if they got an extra year of eligibility to come back. But I mean, he'll get his degree in May uh, in sociology. Okay. Uh, he's been You're married right. for almost a year. Uh, he might have. And I'm, is there much more he could prove as a college basketball player? I mean, yep. there's more he could win, but comes a time when maybe if you're going to keep playing basketball, you know, a move that you know, LeRon Black made, mm-hmm. you know, he had just gotten engaged, go go play basketball and get paid for it. Okay, Bob, we got about a I minute left. If you, if, where would you have Illinois in a way-too-early football poll? Would you have them in the top 25? Would you have them outside the top 25? And where would you have them in the Big Ten? Real quick. I'll- 
outside the breathing, outside the closest top 25, I think Big Ten probably second or third in the in the uh, West. How about that? Second or third in the West. All right, we'll talk more about that as we move along. Uh, hope to see you soon, Bob. One of these days. I'll be back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Osmussen with us on the phone. Matt Daniels, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Steve. Keep up the good work with the News Gazette. You thank and you. Uh, Scott Ritchie. Thanks again, Scott. Thanks to Ed Bond for his help, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Thanks also again to Ron Turner for spending some time with us right here. This is Steve Kelly. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a good night, everybody.